Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. Jace and Dedeker, how are we doing today? Wow, it's a new day. It's a new chapter of the Bible. We're really trucking along at a good pace, (laughs) and my heart is ready. My heart is ready to drink and to think Mm. about, yes, drink and think think about the Bible. Love it. Mm-hmm. What a motto. Mm-hmm. Yes. Beautiful. It, well, the king is dead. Long live the king. Well, that happened a couple times. You know, a that happened. Times now. So David died, then Solomon died, and yeah. then now, and then the kingdom split yeah. up a little bit. And we got Jeroboam, yeah. or no, Rehoboam mm-hmm. and Jer- all the Boams. The many Boams. Rehoboam. It's a kingdom of many all the Boams. The Boams. The Boams. Yes. And, yeah, and yes, we're split between split between the two kingdoms too, which is going to make it, if we remember from Second Kings, incredibly hard for us to keep track of what's happening in which kingdom. Oh, yes. Because they're just going to mash that all together at once. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Yep. Should we have like, like are there real rival actors in real life that we could have Jeroboam and Rehoboam, Rehoboam play? Gosh. I don't know. Or is that weird? I mean, the only the only rivalry I'd know of right now is the one between Dwayne the Rock Johnson and um, Vin Diesel, which has been going on for a couple of years now. Is that a real rivalry? Yeah. Is that like a an action? Oh, really? Well, they're not. Yeah, basically, I mean, we can't have him playing one of these guys, though. No, that so that doesn't work. So I don't know. I don't know any others. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, we'll see. I mean, I don't think we have to go so method. We could also trust our actors to actually just act. Yeah. I think that also yeah. is a decent option for, for mm-hmm. filmmaking. That's true. I'm assuming they know what they're doing. <laughs> All righty. Well, what are you two drinking today? It is hot here in LA, oh. my goodness. So I know Jace is hanging out in Hollywood, if you can't already tell from his giant Hollywood sign behind him. He's literally streaming <laughs> yeah. live from the Hollywood sign for this very special episode of DBS. Love it. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Goodness gracious. Yeah, my my hotel room here uh, near Hollywood and Highland, in all of the rooms, they have this like big kind of, I don't want to call it a mural exactly, but just like a big printing of the Hollywood sign on the hill that's in all the rooms. I've stayed in multiple rooms here now. It's kind of one of my go-to hotels when I'm on trips to LA. And uh, I don't know, I would describe it as tacky, um, (laughs) which is weird because it's not like a super touristy hotel, actually. It's like feels like more of a hotel for business people. Well, it is on Hollywood Boulevard. Like yeah, but it's Highland. in a touristy location. I it guess. Makes yeah. Sense. Yeah. 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 What are you drinking? Oh, yeah. Well, boy, let me tell you about that. So when I checked into my hotel room, they told me, oh, hey, you know what? You actually have this uh, $20 of credit that you get to use every day, either in our restaurant or in our little sort of convenience mart kind of area. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And he said, and it doesn't roll over, so be sure you use it every day. I was like, okay, cool. And 
I said, what are your hours for your restaurant? And he said, oh, it's 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Like it's only breakfast oh, is the I only see. meal they do at the restaurant Word. here. And the breakfast is $28 well, or something Yeah, that's like how they that. get you. And so I said, I said, that's silly. I'm not going to do that. So instead, literally every day, <laughs> I come back after, you know, being doing work and I come back and then I buy two of these little single serving bottles of Apothic Red. Oh, that's really small. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like a little single serving, you know, probably eight ounces, six, what is six that? ounces like a, maybe. Yeah. That bottle is like what, half a span? Half a, no, not half a span, half a cubit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe three quarters of a span. It's what's the one that's the length from like the heel of your hand to the tip of your middle finger? It's that. That's not a cubit. There's a measurement. No, no. A cubit one. is middle middle finger to the elbow. Yeah. Okay. A cubit's pretty long. Okay. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. A very, that's a very big, that's yeah. like a Costco size. So you've just been, you've been amassing a collection yeah. of small Yeah. So wines. you can see I've got several, <laughs> several of these wine bottles now. <laughs> wow. I mean, I have drank Goodness. some of them, but I do have a little collection. And I haven't even gotten my two for today. So I've, I'll have oh my another goodness. couple. So anyway, this is <laughs> so you, what I'll It's time to go nuts. Go nuts tonight. You're just going to get smashed. Here tonight. It's exactly. Tonight. <laughs> yes. Some cheap. And that's not, I mean, we're not going to drag any particular wine labels. That's not a great wine in my opinion. So you got to drink a lot of it. It's not the worst either though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's not the worst. I've had worse. For sure. How about you, Dedeker? What are you drinking? Well, I'm just drinking a gin and tonic with some nice aviation gin. Yum. Yum. Yeah. What about you, Em? Like I said, it is very warm in this city today. Like, it's the first warm day. It's the first day of spring, it feels like, even though that happened a couple weeks ago. But I decided that I needed something very cooling and refreshing. So I made a frozen raspberry margarita, Ooh. and it's awesome. Look at this thing. Wow. That is beautiful. Very Ooh, red. Ooh, how vibrant. Yes. Do you have sugar mm-hmm. around the rim? Is that Love what that it. is? Mm-hmm. I couldn't find sugar, so I it's salt. Weird. <laughs> I was like, screw it. I'm putting salt on. I know. It's kind of weird, but you know, it's it just adds, I guess, to the tartness. It's fine. It's for looks. But yeah, the key to getting a very vibrant and very slushy raspberry margarita is use frozen raspberries. Mm, That'll make it the best. Absolutely. Very Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm ready to show. I'm ready to enter this king's portion of Chronicles. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) Part with all the kings. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. So today we are continuing on with the epic story of Second Chronicles. This time reading quite a few chapters. We're reading chapters 12 through 16 today, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. 12 through 16, and then some wisdom from the book of Proverbs, chapter 13. As we get started, we want to remind everyone to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us, or you can listen while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. Oh, it's me. And with that, it's time for 2 Chronicles, chapter 12. Second Chronicles chapter 12. It happened when the kingdom of Rehoboam was established and he was strong that he forsook the law of Yahweh and all Israel with him. I just, sorry, I suddenly, it when you said that, when you said that, 
phrase that he was strong. I had a flashback because wasn't Rehoboam last week the one who was like, my pinky is bigger than my dad's dick? Oh, yeah. I forgot about Uh-oh. that. Oh, was that him? I completely him? buried it until this moment. Yikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so, and I'm not sure if they're establishing it's like, this is when he was strong politically, or is it, this is when he was still young and hale. And then, you know, he got old and sickly later. I don't know which it is, you know? Does he get old and sickly? Is that a thing? Uh, he's he's either going to get old and sickly or he's going to die pretty very horribly. Early. Horribly. That's pretty much the oh, two okay. options okay, okay. for these kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So we'll see. I, I don't remember. Okay. Okay, so he forsook the law of Yahweh and all Israel with him. So I'm assuming that means he also made Israel forsake the law of Yahweh, not that he also forsook Israel. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah? Okay. Sure. It happened in the fifth year of King Rehoboam that Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem because they had trespassed against Yahweh. I'm not sure about that cause and effect from Israel's po- or Egypt's point <laughs> right. of view there. Yeah. But, you know. right. yeah. I'm like, I suddenly, <laughs> I don't know why, these guys did nothing to us and I just suddenly have this urge to go up against them, you know? Yeah. So Egypt came up against them because they had trespassed against Yahweh. With 1,200 chariots and 60,000 horsemen. Dang. Dang. The people were without number who came with him out of Egypt. The Lubim, the Sukim, and the Ethiopians. He took the fortified cities which pertained to Judah and came to Jerusalem. Now, Shemaiah the prophet came to Rehoboam and to the princes of Judah who were gathered together to Jerusalem because of Shishak and said to them, Thus says Yahweh, you have forsaken me, therefore have I also left you in the hands of Shishak. Well, hooray then, for Shishak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then the princes of Israel and the king humbled themselves and they said, Yahweh is righteous. Oh, so this is one of those times where they're like, hey, you all did bad. And they said, oh, you're right. You're totally <laughs> right. We're so sorry. Easy. When Yahweh saw that they humbled themselves, the word of Yahweh came to Shemaiah saying, they have humbled themselves. Uh, I will not destroy them, but I will grant them some deliverance and my wrath shall not be poured out on Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak. Why is he pissed at Jerusalem? Just they didn't honor Yahweh. We got kind of a hand wavy explanation for this one. Yeah, okay. Strange, whatever. It could be anything. Yeah, and to be clear, all this message is coming from Shemaiah, this prophet, not from Egypt itself, or Shishak himself. But it's like, our prophet is interpreting what's happening and saying, hey, don't worry, they're not going to conquer us or they're not going to destroy us because we, you know, said sorry to Yahweh. Okay. But then it goes on, verse 8. Nevertheless, they shall be his servants that they may know my service and the service of the kingdoms of the countries. So so Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem and took away the treasures of the house of Yahweh and the treasures of the king's house. He took all away. He took away also the shields of gold, which King Solomon had made. Oh, the commemorative shield. Oh no, gosh. (sighs) Insult to injury. (laughs) They had their moment in the sun. Seriously. Yes. King Rehoboam made in their place shields of brass and committed them to the hands of the captains of the guards who kept the door of the king's house. Okay, not as good as my gold shield, but... Not nearly as cool. So he did replace them with more more useful, though. That's true. More practical. The gold is like 
yeah, if it actually was used as a shield, it would just sort of crumble. What do you think Shishak's going to do with them? He's going to keep them as commemorative <laughs> shields? He's going to immediately melt them down to... Probably melt them down. Make a golden, like, cat yeah. tree or Calf. something. A cat tree? <laughs> well, you know, the oh. Egyptians and cats. <laughs> oh my gosh. I kind of love that. Can you imagine an ancient Egyptian golden cat tree? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'll, I'd, I'd buy it. <laughs> No, that wouldn't be practical for the it cat. The cat couldn't sink their you know claws into it that I know of. Well, That's maybe ridiculous. you just kind of like put some gold mm. accents. It's commemorative. On it. Yeah, you you wrap it. Okay, no, it's made out of gold. The base is gold, but you wrap it in like some jute right, right. rope. Got it. Okay, yeah, you some know, jute. so they can still scritchy scratch mm. and get all up on so there. Weird and funny. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I'm telling you, oh my, I, my prediction, in 10 years, they're going to open up a tomb, an Egyptian tomb, and they're going to find it. And no one's going to know what it is. They're going to be like, is this mm. some kind of... Golden cat tree. Ancient bookshelf? And we're going to know. Yeah. Got it. Got it. <laughs> we're going to okay. know. Yeah. Okay. So, it was so that as often as the king entered into the house of Yahweh, the guard came and bore them and brought them back into the guard chamber. So I guess they just brought them out for this kind of ceremonial king entering the house of Yahweh is when they have the brass shields. Huh. When he humbled himself, the wrath of Yahweh turned from him so as not to destroy him altogether. And moreover, in Judah, there were good things found. <laughs> Great. What kind of good uh, things? I don't know. Okay. So King Rehoboam strengthened himself in Jerusalem and reigned. For Rehoboam was 41 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 17 years in Jerusalem. So that's a good long time, 17 yeah, years. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, good for these kings, for sure. The city which Yahweh had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name there, and his mother's name... Sorry, what? Whose mother? Uh... The city which Yahweh had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name there, and his mother's name was Nama. The Ammonites. Who's 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 mother? I feel like I remember Naamah. Yeah, but I don't know who they're speaking of. Yeah. Anyone? Let me see if if uh, Eugene mm-hmm. can help us out here. <laughs> Someone who's like Yahweh here. as a um, mom. I love that. <laughs> it's news to me. Can you imagine? Okay, because okay, so, I'm imagining whoever plays Yahweh's mom is just Dwayne the Rock Johnson in a wig. <laughs> Like, we kind of go Medea yeah, style. I mean, that's pretty good. That would be fun. Yeah. Or it could be Tyler Perry. Okay, so, so King Rehoboam regrouped and... <laughs> okay, hold on. Tyler Perry playing The Rock, playing The Rock's mom. Yeah. Maybe that's how we, we kind of do that. <laughs> so anytime go. a character plays another character, it's actually Tyler Perry playing that character, playing the other character. Okay. <laughs> there you go. All right. Yeah, brilliant. This will be good. Okay. King Rehoboam regrouped and reestablished his rule in Jerusalem. So this is the Message Bible now. Uh, he was 41 years old when he became king and continued as king for 17 years in Jerusalem, the city that God chose out of all the tribes of Israel as the special presence of his name. His mother, so I guess the king, Rehoboam, his mother was Nama from Ammon. Okay. But the final verdict on Rehoboam was that he was a bad king. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> Laying down some opinions here, Eugene. Okay. This is Solomon's kid? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's interesting because it's his kid with a foreign wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, right. Ammonitis. Yeah. Yeah. So why did this guy end up being the one to rule? 
That is the question. Like, is it actually the firstborn when you have like 300 kids? That is a question, you right? Know, or how mm. many kids they had. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think it was like 300. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it would have been many. Yeah, I thought there was, you know, you know, fractillion, you know, concubines and stuff. Yes. A fartillion, yeah. <laughs> a fartillion. Uh -huh. Concubines and stuff. So, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, I just feel like if you're going to have 300 children, you know, you have one kid, you're firstborn, you're like, great, love that. But then by kid 12, you're like, I don't know. I, I feel like out of this bunch, like kid number seven is the best, actually. I think kid number seven shows the greatest potential. Right? Greatest leadership potential. I feel like you, yeah. you got to give yourself some data points. It's like succession. I don't think the two of you watch this show, but no, we don't. for all y'all out there who do, like, it's this constant battle between the siblings, like who is going to succeed the father mm -hmm. for the wealth and to run the company. Right. I feel like there has to be some I, mean, I know sort the premise of, of the show, even if I've never watched it. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, it is called Succession, so one might guess that perhaps it had something to do yeah. with Succession. Perhaps. Yes, exactly. But the question like here also is like, what if they had to do, you know, a bunch of different tasks for the king in order to choose who is going to be the one to succeed. Yeah, maybe Solomon was putting them all through these like logic puzzles about if you have mm. one baby but two ladies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's... There he's, you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got a message from Kurt, one of our listeners, who was saying, when we talked about the logic problems, like a chariot yes. leaves the station from I love you know, Jerusalem yeah. or wherever. He was like... And it would also could have been stuff like the trolley problem. Yeah. Like those ethical mm -hmm. problems. And that's very much a King Solomon type of deal, right? It's mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, because he was supposed to be very wise. Exactly. So mm -hmm. he would quiz. He did this big quiz show, like a bracketed tournament of all his 300 kids doing this. And I guess these are the ones that won. Uh, okay, I'm almost done with this chapter here. Okay, okay. And Rehoboam, the guy who compared his pinky to his dad's genitals was the one who won. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Maybe there was some foul play involved in go. this contest. There you go. <laughs> uh, verse 14. He did that which was evil because he didn't set his heart to seek Yahweh. Now, the acts of Rehoboam, first and last, aren't they written in the histories of Shemaiah the prophet and of Edo the seer after the manner of genealogies? Isn't it? No. There were wars between Rehoboam and Jeroboam continually. Rehoboam slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David, and Abijah, his son, reigned in his place. And there it was, the whole okay. story. That was the story. Yeah, we don't, I don't think we need to there make it. There it is. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we probably will have like some bit actor play him for a hot second, and then it'll just be a montage, and that'll be yeah, that. Yeah, I have a feeling, yeah, all this will be cut to a montage yeah. for oh, sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. Chapter 13. In the 18th year of Jeroboam began Abijah to reign over Judah. Three years reigned he in Jerusalem. That's it? And his mother's name was Micaiah, Micaiah, the daughter of Uriel of Gibeah. What is it? Mine just says Maka in the message. Is it spelled weird and different? No, this is M-I-C-A-I-A-H. Wow. Micaiah, maybe Micaiah? I don't know. There was war between Abijah and Jeroboam. Abijah joined battle with an army of valiant men for war, even 400,000 chosen men. And Jeroboam set the battle in array against him with 800,000 chosen men who were mighty men of valor. Mm. 
Abijah stood up on Mount Zemaram. Zemar? Zemaram. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Where is this? I've never heard of this mountain. <laughs> that mountain we all know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is in the hill country. Maybe of, it was just a little hill. I Well, it's in the hill country of Ephraim. Mm, and said, hear me, Jeroboam and all Israel. Ought you not to know that Yahweh, the God of Israel, gave the kingdom over Israel to David forever, even to him and to his sons by a covenant of salt? Yeah. What? A covenant of salt. Yeah, so is that where you you salt a baby? Is that where you trade salt for a baby? Is that where you you trade salt, like a (laughs) wife-shaped pillar of salt for a wife-shaped... Human, <gasps> what is the covenant of salt? I love you that. I don't know. I that is it a contest really to carve to statues of babies out of salt, and whoever's is best. Like it's then... a salt lick, like what a horse has, and then you like Ooh, you like chisel like it into a baby or whatever. Like you make the yep. it's like an ice sculpting competition, but it's salt brick lick. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm I'm looking okay, this up a little sorry. bit and. On on gotquestions.org. No, I'm not going to look at that. I'm going to look at Wikipedia. Uh, A covenant of salt appears twice in the Hebrew Bible. And let's see. Most likely means that the covenant is a perpetual covenant by calling it of salt. Okay. I did find some rumors online that there is some tradition of like eating salt together with another man is how you become not enemies anymore or something. But that was from oh, a dubious, yes. oh, the most, a dubious The website. most romantic of traditions. Okay. <laughs> I mean, sure. We both lick a salt lick together and then we're bros <laughs> yeah, for Yeah, and then you're bros, bros for life. Okay. You would be a bro if you did lick a salt lick together with even yeah. a random stranger. It's like, now you have some shared trauma to bond over. No, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure when I was a kid, like a a, around lick? horses with my mom, I definitely licked a salt lick. And it really was, it was fine. It was, it was salty, but it was good. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> not it was, fun. It was fine. It wasn't bad. Like, it was fine. Emily is still alive today. Yes. It's like, fine. look, like this, uh, you know, I've got salt on my smoothie instead of sugar, so. That's, That's fair. <laughs> Whenever I get a drink with a salt rim, I'm like, lick, 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 lick. Okay, I'm done we, with this We drink. like it, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My mom is like, yup. <laughs> 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 exactly, okay. All right. Yet Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, the servant of Solomon and the son of David, wait, the servant of Solomon, the son of David, rose up and rebelled against his Lord. Oh, there mm. were gathered to him worthless men, base fellows who strengthened themselves against Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, when Rehoboam was young and tenderhearted and could not withstand them. Oh, okay, so before he's the, wait, we're going old, back? wrinkly, and strong. Yeah. Yeah, now he's yeah. young. I thought we'd already moved on. Okay, this is the confusing part. It's because now we've cut to Judah, right? We've cut to the other kingdom, which is Jeroboam. Right. Okay. That's why we're okay. doing the weird hopping back and forth between the two oh. different kingdoms and their history, their overlapping history. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Meanwhile, so Abijah and Jeroboam are fighting, Mm -hmm. but then then they have a salt covenant. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, maybe when they're saying too much for Rehoboam, they mean Rehoboam's kid, who's Abijah. Maybe. Oh. Well, you know, like house of Rehoboam, maybe? Because it said like Rehoboam slept with his son, whatever. Or was it Jeroboam? But we ran into this in in the book of Kings as well, where it's the weird overlap. And we do kind of step back a little bit in time to explain the history of the other kingdom. It's good writing. Right. But here's what we have so far. So, So Rehoboam and Jeroboam were the two competing kings at first. 
Rehoboam's dead now, but Jeroboam's still around, and he's the one fighting a war with Abijah, who's the son okay. of Rehoboam. Okay, so... But then we're having a little aside to mention that Rehoboam should have been the true heir, I guess. Okay. But that I, it's it's very confusing. He was young and tender-hearted and could not withstand them. Uh, according to Eugene, he was a real wimp. That's what Eugene says. There you go. There you go. There you go. Fighting words. Now you think to withstand the kingdom of Yahweh and the hand of the sons of David, and you are a great multitude. And there are with you the golden calves, which Jeroboam made for you to gods. There, So that, oh dear. that is what happened. Mm. Uh-oh. Which yeah. Jeroboam made yeah. for you gods, or you for gods, you for gods. Okay, like other gods, I guess. You made it into gods. Like I think that the, the golden calves will be gods, yeah. Yeah, like the shield. He, he, so that's what he no, did. The, the shields, no, 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 no. No? No, the shields oh. were taken by the king of Egypt. This is the king of Sorry. Israel, or Judah. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> this is the king of Judah who's making the golden See, calves. It's, t- it's tough. <laughs> How is anyone supposed to understand this? They just skim it. They just skim mm, yes. it. They're yeah. not really thinking yeah. hard about it. Okay. <laughs> Haven't you driven out the priests of Yahweh, the sons of Aaron, and the Levites, and made your priests after the manner of the peoples of other lands, so that whoever comes to consecrate himself with a young bull and seven rams, the same may be priests of those who are no gods? Okay, so he's doing like a buy your way to become a priest. All it takes is one bull and seven rams, and you too could be a priest, ordained in the church of no gods, I guess. (laughs) These golden calf wow, gods. Wow, it's a real ordination mill. Got mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, wow. But as for us, Yahweh is our God, and we have not forsaken him, and we have priests ministering to Yahweh, the sons of Aaron and the Levites in their work, and they burn to Yahweh every morning, and every evening burnt offerings and sweet incense the showbread also set they in order on the pure table, and the lampstand of gold with the lamps of it burn every evening. For we keep the charge of Yahweh our God, but you have forsaken him. Behold. So this is saying that Judah's the one keeping the, the Levites as priests, and it was Israel was the one selling the priestdom. Interesting. I keep getting confused about who, who we're talking trash about at each moment. It's very confusing. Oh, it is confusing, yeah. Behold, God is with us at our head, and his priests with the trumpets of alarm to sound an alarm against you. Children of Israel, don't you fight against Yahweh, the God of your fathers, for you shall not prosper. But Jeroboam caused an ambush to come about behind them. Mm. So they were before Judah, and the ambush was behind them. When Judah looked back, behold, the battle was before and behind them, and they cried to Yahweh, and the priests sounded with the trumpets. Then the men of Judah gave a shout, and as the men of Judah shouted, it happened that God struck Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. The children of Israel fled before Judah, and God delivered them into their hand. Whoa. Yeah, they just shouted, and that was all it took. Great. And they died, it sounds like. They just got really pumped up. Well, they lost the battle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Okay. Uh-huh. Abijah and his people killed them with a great slaughter. So there fell down slain of Israel, 500,000 chosen men. Thus, the children of Israel were brought under at that time, and the children of Judah prevailed, because they relied on Yahweh, the God of their fathers. It, can I just ask, so like, are Judah and Israel together now? No, there's, they're fighting. This is a civil no, war. they're fighting each yes. other. 
No, I know they are yeah. then, but what about now? Oh, you mean now, now, now. Yeah. Oh, God, I got to pull up uh, the map. That's a great question because it's very possible that these have split off into different countries yeah. now. That's kind of an existential question. <laughs> I don't think it's an existential question. <laughs> I think it's actually a pretty concrete historical question. Well, that, yeah, that's why I'm asking. And I'm like, is no, it? No, they're, they're together now. It's all Israel okay. now. Is it? Yeah. Okay. At least according to this yeah. one map that I'm looking at. Okay, that's an existential, not an existential, but. I was going to be like, and what about Palestine? But yeah, that's a political question. That's a political question. Mm-hmm. Then maybe we shouldn't get into on this show. Let me. <laughs> no, keep... None of these are existential. Mm-hmm. All these Let people exist. Going. That's there's no question <laughs> I know. about that. I know they exist. It's more just like, <laughs> who are we? What are we a part of? What happens when we die? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going. Right. Okay. Great. Great. That's a that's a question for the New Testament. Okay. <laughs> sure. Abijah. <laughs> Abijah pursued after Jeroboam and took cities from him, Bethel with the towns of it, and Jeshashanah with the towns of it, and Ephron with the towns of it. Neither did Jeroboam recover strength again in the days of Abijah, and Yahweh struck him and he died. But Abijah grew mighty and took to himself 14 wives and became the father of 22 sons and 16 daughters. Boy. The rest of the acts of Abijah and his ways and his sayings are written in the commentary of the prophet, you know. Oh, sayings. I want to know some of Abijah's sayings. I know. Well, it's funny. Like, are these. I wonder if we could find any if we tried to look that up. Are they in? Mm -hmm. What's the book that has the extra stuff? from the Bible that's not in the Bible, but in other books. The Necronomicon. So is that in there? Is Edo? That's not, that's not. Stop, <laughs> stop. Emily, don't let Dedeker troll you like that. Uh, that's not, no. It's it's in the, it's called the, God, I'm so the Apocrypha. Sorry. I'm distracted that's now. it, thank you. The Apocrypha, you. but it's not a book. It's more like the Apocrypha is just sort of the term for all the other biblical books that didn't make the cut. Okay, okay. Okay. But there may have been more that didn't even make it into the Apocrypha. Yeah, man. You know? Okay. Yeah. All, all the ones that got lost that we don't know about. Like, isn't there like a Mary Magdalene thing? Allegedly. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's supposedly the Gospel of Mary. Cool. Um, supposedly. But that's, we'll get to that stuff later. We'll get to that stuff later. Okay, chapter 14. So Abijah slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the city of David. And Asa, his son, reigned in his place. Mm, that guy. That guy. In his days, the land was quiet ten years. Asa did that which was good and right in the eyes of Yahweh his God. Good, good. For he took away the foreign altars and the high places and broke down the pillars and hewed down the asherim and commanded Judah to seek Yahweh, the God of their fathers, and to do the law and the commandment. Also, he took away out of all the cities of Judah the high places and the sun images and the kingdom was quiet before him. He built fortified cities in Judah, for the land was quiet, and he had no war in those years because Yahweh had given him rest. Mm. Wow. For he said to Judah, let us build these cities and make about them walls and towers and gates and bars. The land is yet before us because we have sought <laughs> we need Yahweh some bars our God. In this city. It's boring. Yeah, we need something to do. Bars. <laughs> we have sought him, and he has given us rest on every side. So they built and prospered. Asa had an army that bore bucklers and spears, out of Judah, 300,000, and out of Benjamin that bore shields and drew bows, 
280,000. All these were mighty men of valor. There came against them Zarah, the Ethiopian, with an army of a million troops. Gosh. What? 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 Has a, mil- a has million? The, has the word a million, million <laughs> ever happened in this book? I think that may be the first time. That's that's new. Can you look that up, Jess? That's new for sure. Yeah. There's some ri- yeah. there's some ridiculous numbers of people in this book for sure. I think this is our first name drop of a million. Yeah. Yeah. Could you? Did you even conceive of a million in this day and age? Right. Like that's that's a lot. That's a lot. Did they even know what that meant? Right. What are you finding, Jace? This is a hard thing to Google because whenever I search, when I try to search about the word million, all I get is like creationist stuff about like the millions of years sure. is incompatible with the Bible. Blah blah blah. And that's not my question. Okay. Well, whatever. I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to keep rolling along. Do it. A million troops and 300 chariots, and he came to Marishah. Then Asa went out to meet him, and they set the battle in array in the valley of Zephathah at Marishah. Asa cried to Yahweh his God and said, Yahweh, there's none besides you to help between the mighty and him who has no strength. Help us, Yahweh, our God. Help us. For we rely on you. Help us. And in your name are we come against this multitude. Yahweh, you are our God. Don't let man prevail against you. So Yahweh struck the Ethiopians before Asa and before Judah, and the Ethiopians fled. Asa and the people who were with him pursued them to Gerar, and there fell of the Ethiopians so many that they could not recover themselves, for they were destroyed before Yahweh and before his host, and they carried away very much booty. Booty? They, yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> booty. Yep. Nice. They struck all the cities round about Gerar, for the fear of Yahweh came on them, and they despoiled all the cities, for there was much spoil in them. They struck also the tents of cattle and carried away sheep in abundance and camels and returned to Jerusalem. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry to be a downer, but I'm so bored by just like military history. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of this freaking book. Yeah, I'm just like, great, cool. You led a bunch of people to unnecessary deaths so that you could get some booty. Love it. Booty. I do have an answer about million being in the Bible. So I was able to find a just plain text file of the entire World English Bible. Wow. And then just did a search within that. And? And million is mentioned four times. Ooh, four. And here's the funny part. The all uh, three out of those four are all in Chronicles. Oh. Two of them already happened in First Chronicles and we didn't notice it. Whoa. And then one of them was the one that we just had. And then the other one's in Revelation. Of course it is. <laughs> Emily's face. <laughs> Emily just got so aroused when you mentioned the word revelation. Uh, how old is my oh, ass going to be when revelation <laughs> happens is my question. <laughs> Real old. But, oh boy. you know, that's fine. It's fine. Okay, it's time. It's just funny. Let's, let's take a little break. Okay, yeah. Let's do it. Hey, before we continue on with, I don't know what else is going to happen. No more millions. I'll tell you that much. We're not going to say the word million again. Not not, not for, until the end of this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Years from now, at the end of this podcast, we will finally say the word million again. Uh, but in the meantime, we would love your support so that we can make it to that final million. And the way that you can do that is to tell your friends about it and come join us at our live shows. You can get information about those at drunkbiblestudy.com slash live. And you can uh, find out about our live show schedule there as well as follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash drunkbiblestudy. Also, if you're able to contribute financially to this show, it really goes a long way to help us 
pay for the costs of doing this show, uh, not even the alcohol costs, although that would be cool someday too, uh, is to go to patreon.com slash drunk Bible study and become a parishioner there. And as a thank you, we have things like early releases of episodes, personal toasts on the show, Emily's drink recipes, and of course, our undying affection. And we're back. Chapter 15. The Spirit of God came on Azariah, the son of Oded. Who? So, as some guy. Yeah, who is this? Whatever. Some Azariah, cool. the son yeah. of Oded. And, and he went out to meet Asa. It's fun that we're, we're hearing about different people for the first time. Right? Is that fun? No, but it, it it's, it's... It's something. It's something it's different. Something. It's a change. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's also not the first time, because I'm, I'm almost 100% sure that we met all these people in First and Second Kings. Did we? But, you know. We just forgot yeah. about We must them. have. We were drinking. It was ages ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, the Spirit of God came on Azariah, the son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa, and he said to him, Hear you me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. Yahweh is with you while you are with him, bro. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now, for a long season, Israel was without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law. But when, in their distress, they turned to Yahweh, the God of Israel, and sought him, he was found of them. Okay. In those times, there was no peace to him who went out, nor to him who came in. Oh, boy. Okay. But great vexations were on all the inhabitants of the land. As it were. They were broken in pieces, nation against nation, city against city, for God did vex them with all adversity. But be you strong, and don't let your hands be slack, for your work shall be rewarded. When Asa heard these words. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Everyone's doing slack hands here. I see. I see. When Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded the prophet, he took courage and put away the abominations out of all the land of Judah and Benjamin and out of the cities which he had taken from the hill country of Ephraim. And he renewed the altar of Yahweh that was before the porch of Yahweh. Those are the most Good. important ones, are the ones yeah. on the porches. Porch yeah. ones are the porch. Very important. Yeah. So it's interesting that we we clarified earlier that Asa was A plus great, um, but it's not till now that he's actually getting rid of all the you know high places and bad things that Yahweh doesn't like. Mm. Like Oded had to come to him. Yahweh knew in his heart that he had that on his to do list. He just got a little distracted by some battles and some such in the meantime. Okay, yeah, that's fun. That's fun. I like that. It's sort of a maybe a bit of a predestination kind of a thing going on here that he knew he was going to do it. And so, well, we'll get into Calvinism later sometimes. <laughs> is this a, wait, is that a thing that is based upon the Bible in any way? Calvinism? Oh yeah, it is. Right? Yeah, it's a religion? Well, uh, or what it's, is it's it? A, it's a sect of Protestantism. Okay. It's like, yeah, it's generally used to describe, nowadays is used to describe kind of a particular belief within Christianity that idea that like it's predetermined whether you're one of the ones who are saved or one of the ones who's not. Oh, wait. And so right, only like the Calvins, of, everyone who's named Calvin is saved, but nobody else. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> you got it. Okay, verse nine. He gathered all Judah and Benjamin and those who sojourned with them out of Ephraim and Manasseh and out of Simeon. 
For they fell to him out of Israel in abundance when they saw that Yahweh his God was with him. So they gathered themselves together at Jerusalem in the third month, in the 15th year of the reign of Asa. They sacrificed to Yahweh in that day of the spoil which they had brought, 700 oxen and 7,000 sheep. They entered into the covenant to seek Yahweh, the God of their fathers, with all their hearts and with all their soul, and that whoever would not seek Yahweh, the God of Israel, should be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman. Goodness gracious. Just that stick comes out of nowhere sometimes. Of course. Surprising no one. Surprising no one. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's like, oh, and they made such a wonderful place. It was so great. They followed Yahweh and killed everyone else. They swore to Yahweh with a loud voice. Swear. <laughs> swear. <laughs> what kind of what kind of swear do you think that they're doing back in the day? Shoot. I mean okay. cripes. Or or are you thinking actually swearing like like hand in my like heart? I pledge myself, yeah. I, I think pledge allegiance. Falling to, on your face to the Yahweh. The rock. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So they swore to Yahweh with a loud voice and with shouting and with trumpets and with cornets. Whoa. All Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with all their heart and sought him with their whole desire, and he was found of them, and Yahweh gave them rest round about. Also, kind of side note, also, Maacah, the mother of Asa the king, he removed from being queen because she had made an abominable image for an Asherah. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. Uh, Beyonce's still here. She had a poster of Beyonce up in her room. Yes, she did. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? Come on. Can't stamp her out no matter how much nah. Yahweh tries. She yeah. is undeniable. <sighs> Indeed. 100%. And Asa cut down her image and made dust of it and burnt it at the brook Kidron. Dust in the wind. That was... In the Kidron. I was... Sorry, I didn't sing the red there, but keep going. <laughs> but, but the high places were not taken away out of Israel. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was perfect all his days. Oh my goodness. That's nice. Okay, sorry, I'll let you finish. I will let you finish before I get... What does that even... Like, I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. (laughs) He was perfect. Two more verses. Constantly? Okay, sorry, keep going. He brought into the house of God the things that his father had dedicated and that he himself had dedicated, silver and gold and vessels. There was no more war to the five and thirtieth year of the reign of Asa. 35 years, that's a long reign. Oh, that's pretty good. That's good. Pretty good. Okay, but I'm sorry, I'm calling bullshit on all of that. You cannot be like, oh, he <laughs> neglected to take down the high places, but it's okay. His heart was perfect. When uh-huh. other people don't... Uh, oh, God. Other people look back at a pillar and look back at something... A, at a soon-to-be pillar. Uh, yeah. Then they become a soon-to-be pillar. <laughs> they look behind them for a minute, for one second, one freaking one, one second, freaking second, and then they become a pillar of salt. But Asa, you know, it's okay. We'll let it slide. <laughs> uh, all right, let's bring this home. Let's bring this right on home. Wait, is this me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's you. Okay, okay, okay. All right, 16. In the sixth and thirtieth year of the reign of Asa, why do we do this? They he he's oh no, fifteen millionth year. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, we, we've said we can't say the word million okay. again until oh, we get to Revelation. Bosh, uh, king of Israel, went up against Judah and built Ramah that he might not allow anyone to go out or come in to Asa, king of Judah. 
Then Asa bought out silver, brought out silver and gold out of the treasures of the house of Yahweh and of the king's house, and sent to Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, who lived at Damascus, saying, There is a league between me and you, as there was between my father and your father. Boom. Behold. But can we talk about our father's dicks, though? That's the important part. Mm. I don't know if he's as concerned with the dickular region, but... (laughs) He hasn't seemed to be so far. You're right. (laughs) I have sent you silver and gold. Go, break your league with Basha, king of Israel, that he may depart from me. Ben... Wait, hold on. What? Who? Basha, king of Israel. Yeah, that's who, like... Little known fact, Basha was king of Israel during this time. Oh, okay. No, what it is. Yeah, Basha was king of Israel. And so Asa is building an alliance with Ben-Hadad. Like he's giving him gold to be like, hey, don't stop helping Basha. And we'll be bros. Right. So probably in the next... And then we can talk about dicks as much as we want. Yeah. Probably in the next episode, we'll jump back over to Israel and learn about Basha or something, I assume. Because we we haven't gotten that part. But 35 years have gone by now. So I guess that's understandable. Ben-Hadad listened to King Asa and sent the captains of his armies against the cities of Israel. And they struck Ijon and Dan and Abel, Mime, Mame... (laughs) And all the store cities of... <laughs> I love this. And all the store cities of Naftali. So all of those outlet malls. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dang it. It happened when Basha heard of it that he left off building Rama and let his work cease. Then Asa the king took all Judah and they carried away the stones of Rama and the timber of it with which Basha had built. And he built there with Geba and Mizpah. Giba? 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 Yeah, sure. Giba. Your guess is as good as ours. At that time, Hanani, the seer, came to Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, Mm. because you have relied on the king of Syria and have not relied on Yahweh your God, therefore Uh is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of your hand. Uh, this reminds me of of those like choice based visual novel games where the choices just seem arbitrary. And you pick one and you're like, really? Really? That's the bad option? What? I like, just pay- uh, I just played one with Josh. We played this game called Beacon Pines. And it, it's really cute. You two should play it. Oh. But it's all like story-based. And it's just based on a word. It's like one of the words was shit. It was like shit. And then it went in a direction. And then it sometimes that direction like... Oh, like you don't know what they're going to say. Yes. You just pick a word well, and then stuff it's happens. it's like blank. Okay. It's like Mad Libs. And then you get like a variety of words to choose from. So one of them was I shit. See. And it <laughs> went in a direction. And then it was either like it ended the game. And then the game was like, that's not the right ending. And you have to go back and go in a different direction. <laughs> it's really cute. Weird. You guys would love turns it. Out, turns out shit was not the right word. Shit was not the right word. So we had to go in a different direction. But it's adorable. But this is kind of the same. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Weren't the Ethiopians in the Lubim a huge host with chariots and horsemen exceeding many? Yet, because you did rely on Yahweh, he delivered them into your hand. For the eyes of Yahweh run back and forth throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. So how... Can I just ask a question? I'm sorry. I was thinking, like, the Earth isn't, like, that big, like, in comparison to a lot of other planets. So how do people who are Christian, how do they, like, think about other planets? 
wheel. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, I really. feel like this is more like high high Bible I'm study. I'm not now. high. I'm I'm maybe a little inebriated, but like, like what do they say about them? Why don't they? Why don't they question? Like, why did God put us on this planet? Like, why didn't oh. He put us on like Jupiter or Saturn or something that was bigger and that there more people? There would be more multitudes and make that inhabitable. You know what I mean? Or habitable, not inhabitable. Habitable. <laughs> why? Yeah, Dedeker. yeah. You know, I'd honestly never, I've and never yeah. heard this come up before. I'm That's... trying to think about how planets were explained to me in my yeah. Christian schooling. Like, and like what? sure, What's I was taught about. Point? I was, I was taught about planets. <laughs> what is even the point of planets? Like, they're just kind of pretty <laughs> off in the sky. They're little stars. But God is nothing. I'm just saying, God. <laughs> but God doesn't really care about them. They're just for your enjoyment. So you. Wow. King of Judah can look up. Well, okay. I'm really trying to rewind and think about... I mean, I was definitely taught about planets, right? I was taught the whole... What's the... the what? Mom oh, brought Roy, us very nine Roy pizzas G. or whatever Bim. it was. What? Not the Roy G. Biv. The, <laughs> Jason's losing it. <laughs> this is really coming off the rails, it y'all. It's not every good boy does fine. It's... I was like, no, no. Was it? it's, like a, my, it's a good question, okay? Mother, I'm going to say... Yeah. My very excellent mother, I forget. Anyway, I learned that whole thing about plants. My yes. mother told me, it. what is that one? Yeah, okay. Okay. I just... <laughs> no, but I'm sorry. You know what I mean, though? No, I don't, but but I was taught that the planets exist and they were cool, but like... Uh-huh. But they have We nothing... never made any kind of connections about like, why would God choose this planet over other ones? Right. Or why would he make the planets at all? Like, I understand that it is a beautiful sphere, <laughs> but... <laughs> but in the yeah, grand scheme yeah. of things, one... Pla- a single planet could be larger and could you know, have more room and depth for more humans, like those millions and maybe trillions. I think, I think Emily, this just gets filed away yeah, under like yeah. the Lord works in mysterious ways. I I, I you hear know, you, Dedeker. I do. Know. I do yeah. hear you. But like on the Mandalorian. But I don't like what I'm hearing. No, uh-huh. on the Mandalorian, they were talking about Coruscant and they're like a trillion people are on here. And I turned to Josh yeah. and I was like, excuse Excuse me? <laughs> Did they just say the word trillion on this single planet? Do you have to, do you understand how big that is? Like, that is nuts. How many people? Well, a trillion. I mean, there's, okay, Emily, but hold on, hold on. There's what, eight, nine million people on th- or billion? Sure. But that's like a thousand billion. But, um, actually, um, um, actually, though, <laughs> that's kind of the whole point of Coruscant is that they've built it up in so many layers tall. So it's not that the planet's that much bigger, yeah. but everyone's kind of living on top of each other. So like the slums are actually just like below the richer parts or of like the cl- cities. Yeah. yeah, the slums are closest to the actual planet crust. I call bullshit, though. It needs to be a bigger <laughs> planet, too. Well, it's just well, well okay, Dedeker, like the the well, magnitude of how big that is is just like unfathomable. Sure. But we're starting to get into Star Wars writing and not into. But Yahweh I think Yahweh needs to theology. think about that. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, is your main argument that it's like if Yahweh's whole thing is he wants you to be fruitful and multiply and he wants as many people as possible? Why wouldn't he have 
created a bigger planet. I, I, no, I just wonder, like, why planets, wh- how how Christian people, like, think about planets. Are they just like, it's pretty up in the sky? Well, okay, as people in the chatter, no, as people in the chatter pointing out, this is kind of connected to why... It's like Final Fantasy VII. Got it, thank you. Well, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, no one. I just the, this is connected to why with Copernicus, why heliocentrism was pretty controversial, right? Because to imply that Earth is not maybe the most important planet where the entire universe revolves around or the entire galaxy revolves around it or the solar system, whatever it is we're in. Yeah. Wherever it is we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever it is we're doing here in space. You know, that yeah, it kind of all started as like, well, we are the most important planet, and so clearly we're the center of everything. And so to suggest that that's not the case was potentially an affront against God. No, right? I get that. I do get that. It's just, yeah, I think this podcast, sorry, just off on a tan. Would benefit from more Star Wars trivia. I agree. It's just, no, I, I think this podcast has been teaching me... Mm about the thought process of what Christians think about in when they yeah. you know it go back and and speak about the bible in their ways and and I'm trying to like get in the mindset of it because there's so many questions that can be asked regarding so many minutia of the way in which the world works that to me I'm like but wait a minute and that's just what I'm asking here no it's good it's good to be thinking that way sure. yeah. yeah and having yeah. those questions I, I have also looked up a bunch of information oh. about Coruscant just now okay, but okay. The, 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 hold on just I, just let me just, just, just let, let me. me now it's now it's bothering me fine okay fine fine go um, a trillion people though I'm sorry that's insane <laughs> yep so there's actually this this quite interesting post on Quora where someone asked the question, could an Earth-sized planet realistically have a population of a trillion people like Coruscant in Star Wars? And um, basically, one thing is that in Star Wars, Coruscant is about the same size as Earth, That's actually. That's Technically swimming. a tiny bit smaller. Can you imagine? What? Yeah, and that... Every it, place is Hong Kong. And that everything's... So there's like levels of city. And according to the fiction... There's like 5,000 levels to the city. And so basically this person did some math and saying like, even if on average there's only 100 habitable levels, but it's all around the earth, then a trillion people is actually a low number for how many could fit there. It would give an average uh, square footage of of, uh, 20 people per square kilometer, which is actually quite spacious. Okay, Um, But then they talk about how in-universe, not all the population is evenly spread out around the planet. Like there's uninhabited areas and then there's the more dense areas. So according to this, super possible. The bigger problem is where you get all the resources to build these buildings, which means you have to be out like mining asteroids or other planets or something because you couldn't have enough materials on the one planet. Well, thankfully they have the technology to be able to leave said planet and easily go to another one. So I get that. And that makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's a lot of like inhabitable land on this planet and land that just simply hasn't been resourced and used. So I get that. But it is fascinating. I don't know. Anyways, sorry. I will finish. How do we we gotta really rope it back in? Let's No, we're good. We're good. I got I, you know, I always do this. I make sure that I know exactly where I left off. And let's let's start from nine. For the eyes of Yahweh run back and forth throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. 
perfect is just, I, I, that's not a real word to me. Herein you have done foolishly, for from henceforth you shall have wars. Then Asa mm-hmm. was angry with the seer and put him in the prison Uh-oh. house. Oh boy, that's bad. Yeah, that's going to go bad for him. For he was in a rage with him because of this thing. Asa oppressed... But his heart was pure his whole life. Let's not forget that we've already established that about Asa. So even if he Even puts, though he's taking God's prophet and putting him in yeah, prison. Yeah, even if he puts this like sad man in this prison because he was just telling him the truth, he's like, whatever, don't, don't worry mm, about it. Mm, mm. Asa oppressed, okay, still a good guy? Some of the people at the same time. Really? Behold... The acts of Asa, first and last, behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa was deceased in his feet. Oh, diseased in his feet. foot disease? Whoa. I guess. Like, maybe I'm assuming that's gout. Interesting. You know, I had somebody come into the restaurant I worked at the other day, and they were like, well, I have gout. And I'm like, they just offered up this information freely? Yes, he did. He was like, well, I got the gout, so I'm trying to eat better. Well, good for and I'm him. like, well, good for you. Yeah, welcome, come to Sun Cafe. Welcome to Sun Cafe. Yes. Yeah, it's good. His disease was exceedingly great. Yet in his disease, he didn't seek Yahweh, but to the physicians. Tisk. Oh, wow. Tisk. Okay, <laughs> this is... This is great ammunition for kind of the anti-science crew, I think. Right? It's like, look at what happened to King Asa. He was a good guy until he went to... Oh, those Christian scientists He listened to doctors. (laughs) He listened to Dr. Fauci. And look what happened to him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Asa slept with his fathers and died in one and 40th year of his reign. So, 41? Yes. They buried him? In his own tombs, which he hewn out for himself in the city of David, and laid him in the bed, which was filled with sweet odors and various kinds of spices, prepared by the perfumers are... Perfumers are... I can't imagine if he died of a foot disease that he was smelling too good. I mean, already bad to be a corpse, but... Probably not. Uh, yeah. And they made a very great burning for him. They're like, oh, the perfume Meaning, doesn't work. We have to burn it. <laughs> burn it now. Yeah, I don't know. Does that mean exactly that, like, they burned some offerings in front of perhaps the corpse yeah. to try to, like, walk to that like scent a- his way? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, lots of questions, but... I appreciate reading about this book. I don't know. Yeah. Let's see if Proverbs has any answers for us. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, keep going. (laughs) Uh, Yes, let me just... Make the song happen. And now it's time for some wisdom from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 13. A wise son listens to his father's instruction, but a scoffer doesn't listen to rebuke. Oh, boy. By the fruit of his lips, a man enjoys good things, but the unfaithful crave violence. Nice. What? (laughs) Such a non sequitur. I like that. who guards his mouth guards his soul. One who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. (laughs) Yeah. 
I mean, as the it were. The sluggard desires and has nothing, but the desire of the diligent shall be fully satisfied. A righteous man hates lies, but a wicked man brings shame and disgrace. Righteousness guards the way of integrity, but wickedness overthrows the sinner. There are some who pretend to be rich, yet have nothing. Gosh, called out. There are some I mean, who pretend yeah, to be poor, sure. yet have great wealth. The ransom of a man's life is his riches. The poor hear no threats. The light of the righteous shines brightly, but the lamp of the wicked is snuffed out. What? Pride only breeds quarrels, but wisdom is with people who take advice. Wealth gained dishonestly dwindles away, but he who gathers by hand makes it grow. That's a straight up lie. We need to have a lie counter for the book of Proverbs, I swear to God. <laughs> There's a lot of those, I'm assuming. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when longing is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. Whoever despises instruction will pay for it, but he who respects a command will be rewarded. Boy, oh boy, some messaging. Yeah, yeah, boy. The teaching of the wise is a spring of life to turn from the snares of death. Good understanding wins favor, but... The way of the unfaithful is hard. Every prudent man acts from knowledge, but a fool exposes folly. A wicked messenger falls into trouble, but a trustworthy envoy gains healing. Poverty and shame comes to him who refuses discipline, but he who heeds correction shall be honored. Longing fulfilled is sweet to the soul, but fools detest turning from evil. One who walks with wise men grow wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Misfortune pursues sinners, but prosperity rewards the righteous. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored for the righteous. Boy, my head is spinning. An abundance of food is in <laughs> poor people's fields, but injustice sweeps it away. Okay, that one I agree with. That one I do agree with. There's some roots here about needing to give the means of production back to the working class, but I digress. There one, you go. Oh, here there we go. go. One who spares the rod hates his son, but one who loves him is careful oh. to discipline him. The righteous... Yep. Is this is this the spare the rod, spare the child, or is that somewhere else? That was way back in like Deuteronomy or something. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. The righteous okay. one yeah. eats to the satisfying of his soul, but the belly of the wicked goes hungry. The end. That was that was it. Uh, well, again, yet another Proverbs come and gone. Nothing really stuck for me from that one necessarily. No, Proverbs has gotten, gotten bad. bad. I think once Solomon, yeah, once Solomon took over, got to the Solomon Proverbs. Yeah. Bad, 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 bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dang, Solomon. Michael B. Jordan. They said you were wise. We beg to differ. <laughs> you should stay an underwear yeah. model. Yeah, Proverbs is not your. You know, don't quit your day job of being an underwear model. Okay, we have a toast Really quick Before we ah, end Oh, wow We have a toast ah. We have a toast We have a new parishioner We have to we do have a, toast. a toast And a shout out to our new parishioner Sarah Woo! Woo! Sarah Thank you so much, Sarah We so appreciate We appreciate your patience and your support. I know that I know Sarah that sometimes getting through the show is difficult for you. It's difficult for us too. But thank you so much for not only listening and being patient, but also choosing to support us. Support us. Could not do it without you. 
We so, so appreciate all of you out there. You are truly the best. And all of the people that come to our show every week, we super, super appreciate you as well. It really makes this time even better for us. Thank you for joining us for Bible study today. If you want to join the audience in our live stream shows, follow us on Twitch at Drunk Bible Study or go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including early releases, cocktail recipes, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and write us a nice review on iTunes, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group or on our Discord server at discord.drunkbiblestudy.com. Find us on Twitter at DrunkBibleCast, on Instagram at DrunkBibleStudy, or send us an email to info at DrunkBibleStudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is book called Club Club by Josh and Anand from their album Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. I made a memory about your dad. He's